Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. My name is Mong Sung. And it's your co-host, The Los. Welcome back. Uh, getting ready to talk some Oakland Raider football. The Raiders. Yeah, it's, uh, oh man, I'm, I'm a little bit more excited to talk about them than the Browns, but not, not a whole lot. Yeah, well, it's time to get excited because we get, get excited for every single episode when we talk NFL football quick snaps. Oh yeah. All right, hmm. so let's Not start. quite where I thought you were going with that <laughs> setup. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't going to. You so. went more Kool-Aid man on me, but that's fine. Oh, uh, Kool-Aid man is owned and copyrighted by Kool-Aid distributors uh, of we, America. We do not own any of the rights uh, to the red guy uh, in the picture uh, with liquid. Uh, we're just going to... The refer- big red guy on the Oakland Raiders. <sighs> All right, so let's start with um, their top draft pick, Mr. Amari Cooper. So, Amari Cooper, yeah. Let's hear about him. Uh, I have him as a low-end wide receiver, too, right now. I think I have him at wide receiver 18. Um, are you higher or lower on him than that? I also have him as a low-end wide receiver, too, about 20, um, with a decent Potential for upside, however, um, in a PPR league, but still just being in Oakland, um, just history, 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 history. Um, greatest predictor of our future is our history. And Oakland players do not do all that well in fantasy football or I guess real football for that matter. Yeah, I think it all comes down to whether or not Derek Carr can get him the ball accurately. We've seen so far in the preseason that they're not always on the same page. They've missed a few wide-open touchdowns just because Carr has overthrown him. Um, We have seen, however, that Cooper has excellent route running and separation skills. Uh, He's been burning quarterbacks like Patrick Peterson when they played the Cardinals. Uh, You know, that's not a a bad cornerback that he's beating on routes. Um, I think that Cooper's got the skills to be a a star in this league. It's just a question of how much he's going to produce this first year. This may be cynical of me but I routinely question the effort provided by defenders in the preseason. Sort of like defense in the NBA All-Star game. Sure. But or I, the Pro Bowl, for a better analogy. Yeah, uh, but if you, if you look at some of the, um, some of the clips, uh, you know, it wasn't that the, the, the defenders were slacking. It's just that they legitimately got burned. Um, but that being said, over or under 80 catches for Mari Cooper? I, I'm actually going to go over, and that's one of the reasons that he's a high-value sort of guy in a PPR league. Okay. Um, over or under 900 yards? That's going to be tricky for him to get in this offense. So you're taking the under on that? Yeah, under for sure. Okay. Uh, what about five touchdowns? That's probably about the spot. Somebody's going to have to catch touchdowns. And the bottom line is, with the passer, Derek Carr completed 58% of his passes last year. So he really can only improve from there, basically. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think a lot of people are placing more faith in Derek Carr than I am. Personally, I don't see what the hype is about. I think he's... 
I honestly, I, I don't want to be mean. I, you know, I hope he succeeds, but I don't see him as much better than Christian Ponder. I, I think everyone's expecting, uh, you know, these rookie quarterbacks to take a step forward, whether it's Carr, Bridgewater, or Bortles, and they're all different cases, but uh, Carr is definitely the, the, you know, 2014, of the 2014 class of quarterbacks, uh, Carr is the lowest on my list. So what about Michael Crabtree, who they got from San Francisco? Uh, as you know, I've always been a huge Michael Crabtree supporter. I've always loved his talent. I think that he's actually... Uh, much more than a mediocre, sorry wide receiver. Um, what, what do you think? Do you, does he have any potential for a bounce back this year? Well, see, whether he's a mediocre, sorry receiver or not, he's in a mediocre, sorry sort of situation. Um, he can't do much worse than last year, I don't think, which is a reason that I do think he has some sleeper appeal if if he's still considered a sleeper. I know the word is sort of out that he's been catching balls well in the preseason, and that they, I mean, it's no secret. Oakland is going to have to throw the ball a ton. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, both Crabtree and Cooper are going to see garbage time stats. Um, and, and as I said, I've always loved Michael Crabtree. I just, I don't know if I can be optimistic on him because, uh, I mean, two things. You mentioned that, number one, um, you know, Derek Carr loves to target Amari Cooper. We've already seen that in the preseason. I think that Cooper is going to be the main beneficiary of that. And two, I just don't know, you know, until we see a few good games from Michael Crabtree, I don't know that I'm willing to even take that late round flyer. I think he's going to be, you know, a waiver wire watch list kind of guy. Sure. Uh, if you're really hurting at wide receiver, Oakland Raiders players are, are marvelous at carving out garbage time stats. Michael Rivera recently, uh, Denarius Moore made a couple year career out of it in Oakland. Yeah. Um, so do we, do we care about any of the other wideouts? You know, they've got Andre Holmes, Bryce Butler, uh, they grabbed Kemble Tompkins from new England and then they've got Rod Streeter as well. Um, what, what about these guys? In short? No. Yeah. Um, I think that Bryce Bryce Butler, from what I've seen, uh, I do like his talent, but I just don't know how much he's going to see the field with Cooper and Crabtree taking most of the snaps. Um, yeah, so- I mean, I, I'm sour enough on on the starters, Cooper and Crabtree, the the finisher or the backups, starters finishers, huh? The backups really aren't doing it for me. So let, let me ask you this: What about the tight ends? You mentioned that you know Michael Rivera last year he got. Uh, quite a bit of garbage time production. Uh, what about like Lee Smith and Clive Walford? I, I think that Clive Walford is actually battling Rivera for the starting job. Um, if if one of these guys wins out, do you think it's either going to be you know a tight end by committee? If you know, are any of these guys even worth drafting outside of deeper leagues? I expect Rivera to have the job this year and possibly next year um, with an eventual takeover a couple years down the line by Clive Walford. There is a total of one tight end that's produced as a rookie or close to his rookie year, and that's Rob Gronkowski. Clive Walford is no Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I think that um, I have them interchangeable. Whoever wins that starting job is going to be my tight end 20 or so. Uh, so for all intents and purposes, I, I just, you know, you're not going to be drafting these guys. I'd rather have Max Williams in a dynasty. Clive Walford's just a name. Yeah. Um, 
I agree. All right, so let's move on to the running backs then. Uh, Latavius Murray has been getting quite a bit of hype. Um, you know, he's going pretty early in drafts, you know, right around the fourth round. What do you think about him? Here comes a, here comes your ah, Dunkin' Donuts hot take of the week. Latavius Murray will score less points than Roy Hello Jr. Uh, well, number one, it's fewer points. I just want to point that out real quick. Ooh, <laughs> because, because I am a grammar Nazi. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that word, but that's fine. No, look, I mean... Grammar. I, I get that Roy Hulu is this heralded sleeper of the year, and I, I do like him, but I don't know that he's going to outscore Latavius Murray. I think he will. Just it, it, it's even the in standard storm. Latavius Murray has has not carried the ball a hundred times. And yes, I know. I did listen to the prior episodes of the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. Nobody was higher on Latavius Murray than I was. So but what now, what happened? Well, what happened was Oakland was Oakland. I know Trent Richardson's gone now, but they did nothing but show me that they didn't believe in Latavius Murray when they signed Trent Richardson. And going and paying Roy Hulu Jr. to come in and take up mop-up duties and third down work when Latavius Murray is the type of back the exact. He has the measurables. He has the talent. He has the speed. He has the hands. He can be a three-down back in this league. He can be a goal line back. He can be a pass catcher. He can run the ball effectively. But Oakland just doesn't see it. And you can't have your player score more points for you than the coach will allow him to. Okay, I'm actually similarly down on Latavius Murray. Um, did I get fired up enough for that? <laughs> you did. I, I, You know, he's actually going, uh, I misspoke earlier, he's actually going in the late third round in uh, quite a few drafts. Um, that's where his ADP is right now, and I think that's way too high. He's going ahead of Alfred Morris, Melvin Gordon, Carlos Hyde, Joseph Randall, Doug Martin. Um, I have Latavius Murray as my running back 28. Um, I'm, I, I think that 20 what, sir? 28. 28, sure. Um, let's, let's play a quick would you rather with Latavius That's Murray. That's a non-starter, by the way, in a two running back, three wide out league. That is correct. Um, so let's play a quick would you rather with Latavius Murray. Sure. Um, let me name a few guys that are going ahead of him, or I'm sorry, behind him. Um, so what about Amir Abdullah? The hype train is steaming Amir Abdullah. All right, uh, TJ Yeldon? Oh, I don't like Yeldon, so that's a whole other case, so it's still Murray for me. Okay, I have Yeldon uh, a couple spots ahead of him. What about Todd Gurley? Gotta be Gurley. The, okay. Just the sheer potential that Gurley gives you is so is worlds ahead of Latavius Murray. Um, Arian Foster. Hmm. I like Arian Foster more than most. Okay, so you're taking Foster. Yep. Uh, Joseph Randall. I know you love him. Yeah, my my love has sort of cooled down a bit, but not enough to drop him under Latavius Murray. Okay. Yeah, I think I would agree on all these guys. Um, I, the hype on Murray is with a caveat, huge. however. Yeah, you you cannot take Arian Foster if you don't already have two running backs or a plan to get a second one who will be good for you in the beginning of the year. Um, I'm actually gonna 
go the other way on this. Uh, let, let's not turn this into a Foster debate, but I do think you can grab Foster as your RB2 if you're very strong at other positions. Um, but to, to go back on Latavius Murray, I, my reason for being down on him is, one, I do think that Hulu's going to see a good amount of work, whether it's as a change of pace third down back or even just as a breather for you know in between a couple series. Um, but also, the Oakland offensive line has looked just absolutely awful this preseason. Um, and Latavius Murray is that speed burner guy uh, who's going to get those long touchdowns. He's not the, you know, jump one cut, uh, you know, make a guy miss sort of running back. I, I do think that he requires better blocking to be effective. I agree. Uh, a lot of times your running back lives and dies with the offensive line. And this can bring us right back to Dallas. Joseph Randall, I don't think, is the most dynamic back in the league by any stretch of the imagination. But you take anybody serviceable and you put them behind one of the best lines in the league, and they're definitely worth a start. Okay, so um, let's talk about Roy Hallou a little bit um, real quick. So right now, Hallou is being drafted right around round 13. I think that's a little bit low for him. I think that's a great value right there. Um, I actually yeah, value I think that's him. quite good value right there. Round thirteen, most most leagues go what to fifteen rounds, sixteen. Yeah, so basically the last couple of rounds. Um, yeah, I, I think... mean that's the, that's your lottery ticket round, and I think he's he's a decent lottery ticket that should actually if if Murray does happen to get hurt, he's going to be a good start for you. If Murray doesn't get hurt, then he may be a decent flex for you. Definitely in a PPR league. Yeah, I value Roy Hallou actually uh, two rounds higher, probably around 11, right around where Reggie Bush and Darren Sproles are going. Sure. So that is going to wrap up the Oakland Raiders because despite Khalil Mack's uh, superhuman performance, I, I don't think that their defense is necessarily going to be you know a top 12 defense. Do you? No, good example of how quickly the defensive landscape changes, though. They were, a couple years ago, a very, very good defense. Guys like Thomas Howard, uh, who was the corner over there that was awesome? Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Namdi Asamoah, that's his name. <laughs> their, their secondary is still, you know, pretty uh, pretty barren Abysmal? Over there. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of the right word. Barren? A dry, dry desert? Um, and you know, not all the teams that they're going to be facing are going to be, are going to have offensive lines as terrible as the Arizona Cardinals do right now. Um, yeah. you know, they're, again, they're a streaming defense. I would not buy too much into their, you know, sacks during the preseason. They play Denver twice. Um, they have to face Jamal Charles and the Kansas city chiefs. They have to take on the onslaught of the San Diego offense twice. Ooh, good good use of the word onslaught. I like that. Mm, mm, thank you. Okay, so uh, let's wrap let's wrap it here. Um, that's more than enough time that we should have spent on Oakland. Um, the Oakland Raiders. Let's finish it out here. Um, as always, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. Uh, if you haven't already, please please subscribe. Um, and rate us on iTunes. We would really appreciate that. And as always, if you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out on Twitter. Uh, you can reach me at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And I'm at FFA underscore Los. It's been a pleasure speaking to you all, as always. You can also follow our great producer, the man that brings you this show, Dan Green, at FFA underscore Dan. Yeah, and as always, it's a fantasy world, and we're just all addicts in it. Thanks, addicts.
Confessions from Pitch and Forge. Most people come because there's so much to do, but I come for the peace and quiet of the mountains. And the go-karts. Oh, and the bumper boats. Those are fun, too. The best part? That's tough. Mountain coasters were cool. The water slides were insane. But the pie at the old mill was epic. Confessions from Pigeon Forge. Visit MyPigeonForge.com to plan your trip today.